You're listening to the weekly partial podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah B'Shem and Shizra 5783-2023. And this is the last partial podcast of 5783. And we don't have a partial this week because it's Rosh Hashanah. So I'd like to share with you some thoughts that are related to Rosh Hashanah, to the Medjush, that speaks on the positive, on the seventh month, on the first day of the month, which is Rosh Hashanah, it's a Pasuk in Vayikra, in Leviticus chapter 23, verse 24. The Medrash tells us a lot of deep ideas. There's so much here. There really is a lot. I'm not going to be able to get into everything, but I'd like to share with you two things that when we combine them and bring them together, we'll see an amazing idea, an amazing thought that will transform how we think about Rosh Hashanah, how we understand the Shoifer, what is the idea of the shofar that we blow on Rosh Hashanah. Its purpose is to awaken us, to bring us back to a relationship with Hashem, to make Hashem our King. But let's see how the Medrash phrases it, because it's really beautiful and it's really deep. We're going to start off just talking about Rosh Hashanah, the day itself. Why is Rosh Hashanah the Yom Hadin? Why is this day chosen, the first day of Tishrei? The first day of the seventh month, right? The beginning of the year on the Jewish calendar really is Nisan. I have to tell you a secret. Nisan, when we have Pesach, that's the beginning of the Jewish year. This is the, the first of the, of the months, is Nisan, when we became a nation, when we came out of Egypt. And yet, we all know that the year switches from, it's going to be 5783, it's going to switch to 5784. It switches now. Why is it that when it comes to din, when it comes to judgment, why is this the day? Why is this a significant day that we say, this is the beginning of the year, this is when we take stock of all that happened in the last 12 months. This is when we think about starting over. Why is it that this is the time? So the Medrash tells us something very important, very deep, and, and the reason it's so important is because we need to look at it from the perspective of Hashem, of God. God loves us, and God wants the best for us. And so when He chose this day to be the day of judgment, to be the day when, I would, instead of judgment, I would say the day of reckoning, the day of looking at ourselves and calculating how have we done, how can we do better. The day of reckoning is this day. Why? Says the Medrash, the Pasuk says in Tehillim, in, in Psalms, chapter 119, verse 89, Forever, Hashem, your word stands in the heavens. What is this? What is the idea here? Says the Medrash, What day was the world created? So we think, if you would ask you know, the average person, when was the world created? Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is the... We say, This is the day of creation. This is the day when the world came into being. But the measure says, that's not true. And this is somewhat well known. The world was actually created on Kof Hei Be'el, which was a few days ago already. The world was created on the 25th day of El, five days, six days, five days, Precisely before Rosh Hashanah. Va'asik derav ki'ahid etanir liyazer. Comes Rav and he and he says, based on what Rabbi Liyazer says, based on this statement that the twenty fifth day of the of Elul, 
the the month immediately preceding Tishrei, the month immediately preceding the month when we have Rosh Hashanah. The Tanenon Bitkiyasa Derav Zayim Tchilas Masecha, which is what we say when we get into the Tikkias and we get into the blowing of the Shefer. So part of the text that we read is, this is the day which is the beginning of your work. Which brings us back to the first day. It's a law for the people of Israel. What's going on? Is it the 25th that the world is created? Or is it the, the day of Rosh Hashanah? And the answer is, as we'll see, Rosh Hashanah was the day of man's creation. The sixth day of creation, which was the day that man was created, the first day of creation was Kaf Hayel, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29. The sixth day of creation is the first day of Tishrei, and that's when man was created. That's the Chashivas, the importance of this day. Why has it become a day of judgment then? Because this is the day that man was created, we're going to see. Like we say, on Rosh Hashanah, and as we'll say on Yom Kippur as well. On this day, it's the day when Hashem decides Ukraine and Russia are going to have war. Other countries are going to have peace. Where there's going to be famine, where there's going to be plenty. That's that's a general thing about the entire world. But every individual is also going to be remembered and the reckoning is going to be made whether they will live or heaven forbid they will pass on from this world. So what happened? So the Medjushir brings what happened on Rosh Hashanah. The Medjushir brings that there was a sequence when it came to the creation of man on the sixth day. On Rosh Hashanah, man was created. Adam Arishan, Adam and Chava, Adam and Eve were created. What was the sequence? The first hour of the day of Rosh Hashanah, God had the initial thought that He wanted to create them. In the second hour, God got advice, as it were, or really explained to the angels of heaven that this is what He's doing. In the third hour, Hashem gathered the dust. Over the next few hours, Hashem took the dust, He made it into a form, and <coughs> once there was the human form, once there was a human form, so God blew the soul of life into Him. The eighth hour, Hashem brought Him into the Garden of Eden. In the ninth hour, He was commanded that you may eat from all of the trees of this of this garden, but not from the tree of, of, of knowledge of good and bad. Basiris Avar, in the tenth hour, Adam and Eve sinned. They ate from this, this tree of knowledge. In the eleventh hour, right, the eleventh hour, he was judged. And in the twelfth hour, the decree came down. Now, what was the decree? So we all know that it was decreed that he would die, that he would have to leave the garden. But the Medrash doesn't say that. The Medrash says he came out, he came, he went out free. He wasn't killed that day. Hashem had rachamim. Hashem had compassion upon him. 
Shem said, you know, I said you would die that day, but we're not going to go by a regular human day. We're going to go by a divine day. A divine day is a thousand years. For God, a thousand years is like a day. So therefore, you won't, you won't die today by human standards. You'll die today by divine standards. You have another 930 years to live. So Hashem had Rachmanus on him. Hashem had mercy upon him. He came out with a good judgment. So God says to, to Adam, to Adam and Eve, the first human beings, this is a sign for your children. Just like on this day, you stood in front of me, you were judged, and you came out, Zakai, you came out meritorious. I judged you favorably. You know, I shouldn't have. But I judged you favorably. I gave you another chance. I gave you 930 years to to make it right, to do tshuva, to repent. So too, in the future, this is a day of grace. This is a day when Hashem says, you don't deserve it, really. <laughs> you defied me. But I'm going to have compassion on you. I'm going to have compassion on you. It's going to be okay. I'm going to give you a second chance. So I want this to be the day of judgment for your children. I want, I want them to know that when they come into judgment, this isn't the kind of judgment of a, of a tough, a hateful, spiteful judge who hates the defendant. This is the judge Hashem, the God, the one who's our father. The one who's the king, but the one who is our father. And he wants to judge us favorably. And that's why he chose this day. When is it? When does this happen? On the first, on the seventh month, on the first day of the month. So, I want to understand. This is a question that bothered me, and and I realized from the second measure which we're going to read, what I believe is the answer to this question. And my question is, you know, this is a day. Uh, you know, it's it's a day when Hashem had compassion on Adam, but it's also a day that Hashem showed judgment to him. Right? He was caught. He was caught red-handed. He had the uh, he had the fruit in his hand. There was a bite in it, two bites, in fact. His wife took one, and he took one. This was the day that he sinned. Is that the right day to 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 talk about to talk about judgment? Do I want to be judged on the day that I sinned? You know, Yom Kippur is very different. If you think about it, Yom Kippur is a day we had sinned 120 days. 20 days prior with the golden calf. We sin on Shivasa Batamus. The 17th of Tammuz, Moshe Rabbeinu goes up, I'm sorry, 80 days prior. We received the Torah 120 days prior, but 80 days prior to Yom Kippur, we sinned. Moshe Rabbeinu went up 40 days, went up another 40 days, and procured our, our atonement, our forgiveness. And so Yom Kippur is a special day of atonement, which we know it's Yom of Kapara. But, before this Medrash, we may not have known that Rosh Hashanah is also a day of Kapara, but it's a day of, of, of the day of the sin. So what's the understanding, or what is the idea here, or the depth, that Hashem wants us to be judged on that day? Hashem wants us to give a reckoning on that day. What's the understanding of it? What's the deeper understanding of it? So let's turn now, as I said at the beginning, we're going to talk about the Shoifer. We blow the shaifer, we blow the ram's horn, and 
it awakens us. It's meant to awaken us to tshuva, to repent, to come back, to return to the Kisei covered. That sound, it's like we're standing in front of God's holy throne. It's to remind us to have fear, to have awe, to rededicate ourselves to our Father in Heaven, our Father, our King, Avinu Malkeinu. Medrash says, a beautiful thing, an amazing thing, Rav Brechia Posach, Tiku Reb Rechia, in explaining the concept of Rosh Hashanah, he brought the Pasuk, which we say on Rosh Hashanah, Tiku Shofar, blow on the month, the Shofar. The Pasuk in Tehillim is in Psalm chapter 81, verse 4. How do we know that we blow the Shofar on Tishrei? The Pasuk is referring to the fact that we blow the Shofar on Rosh Hashanah, but it's not so clear. Blow on the month. So there's lots of months. The other months are not months. Ela bakesa, like says, when the moon is covered, the word kesa means covered. In the other months, when we talk about the holidays, we don't blow the shofar on the other months because it says blow the shofar on the month when the, the moon is covered. When is the moon covered? The moon is covered on Rosh Chodesh, on the first day of the month. The moon is not visible. Or it's only visible a very slight sliver, small sliver. So that's the day. Rosh Hashanah is the only holiday that we have on the first day of the month. The only Torah holiday, right? Hanukkah is also, it passes through Rosh Chodesh. But the only Torah holiday that we have, which is on the first day of the month, is Rosh Hashanah. And that's the day that we blow the shofar. So, Medrash says something which is a little bit difficult to understand. Nisan is also a month which is covered. I'm not even sure exactly what this means, but for some reason the Medrash would like to say that we should have, we should have, uh, we should have it in Nisan. Perhaps we should blow the shofar. We should blow this ram's horn. has its own chag. Maybe we should blow on Pesach. Says the Medrash, which month do we have a one day chag that the the on the first day of the month the the moon is covered, the moon is not visible, and it's a one day chag. The only time that we have a one day chag, which is on the first day of the month, is only is only in Tishrei, it's only Rosh Hashanah. So, okay, we need to understand what this means exactly. What is the idea that Nisan is covered? What is the idea? It almost sounds like covered doesn't necessarily even have to mean the, the, the moon. Maybe we'll explain that. The Medrash continues and says, In this month, it's a time of renewal. We need to renew our actions, our deeds. We need to, we need to get a new injection of inspiration, of idealism. What is a shoifar? The word shoifar, the root of the word shoifar, which means a ram's horn, the, word, the root of the word shoifar is shapru ma'asechem. Make your actions good. Make them beautiful. God says to the people of Israel, God says to the people of Israel, 
Somehow the shoifer serves to make us more beautiful, to make us better. God says to us like this, if you make your actions better, if you make yourselves more beautiful in front of me, I will be to you like the shoifer. What does it mean? Shem says, I'm going to be like a shofar to you. What does that mean? Just like with the shofar, what do you do? What is the shofar? On one side, it's very small. On the other side, it's very wide, right? That's the purpose of the shofar. It's to, to expand the sound. To make the sound, you make a small sound. Right? You make a small sound. But the shofar expands that sound and makes it loud. Right, you you put the sound to one side, but it comes out on the other side. It comes out expanded on the other side, I want to say. Hashem says, just like the shofar where you're really talking on one side, you're making a sound on the other, on one side, but the sound comes out on a different side, it gets it gets expanded and and moved over. So too, Hashem says, I am going to do that exact thing for you. I'm going, even though I start off on a, on the throne of judgment, even though I start off looking at you with a judging eye, I'm going to move, I'm going to switch and sit down on the, on the seat of compassion. I'm going to transform the divine attribute of justice to the divine attribute of mercy. What is the Medrash saying? <laughs> what is the Medrash saying? Uh, what, what is this idea? What is the idea that because I blow the shepherd, it moves Hashem from one throne to a different throne? Well, what's going on here? So now, let's take a moment and think about a shepherd. Right, The way that we make the sound of a shoifer is that we purse our lips, we, we hold our lips together, and with and we push through the pressure of our lips, which are pushed together, we push through air. And as you push through air, the lips vibrate against each other and into the shoifer, and then the sound comes through and it's expanded. Right? Menametsa the Pasik says, and we read it before before we blow the shofar, This is the secret of the shofar, folks. Listen up. Listen good. From the, from the thin place, I call out to Hashem. From the pressured place, from the, from the tight location, from the place of oppression, difficulty, I call out to you. When you answer me, you answer me, with space. You answer me with open, with a massive opening. You answer me with a massive opening. Now, Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah is the day when the moon is small. It's the thinnest that it can be. On the beginning of the month, the new moon, why is Rosh Hashanah, why is it a day of judgment? Why is it a day of judgment when it's, when the moon is so thin? To understand this, we need to know that the moon represents the Jewish people. The moon, 
Hashem is the light of the sun, as it were. And we, the Jewish people, are the light of the moon. We reflect Hashem's light into this world. The moon represents the Jewish people. The concept of the moon is given to the Jewish people. And when the moon is the smallest, it means that we have diminished ourselves the most. It means that we are <coughs> we are in a space that we're not shining so much. We're in a space that we're not shining so much. It's not a coincidence that Sukkot and Pesach and Purim are all in the middle of the month. They're at the point in, in the month when the, when the moon is shining the brightest. Because we also are reflecting God's light the most in the middle of the month. By performing the commandments of Sukkah, of Lulav, Esrig, of Karben Pesach, of Matzah, of Rosh Hashanah, where we admit, we admit that we, we haven't done so well in reflecting God's light. It's the only Chag that's in that moment, in that day, when, which, which expresses that we haven't fulfilled God's will to the maximum, as we should have. And if we did, maybe we kind of pushed it through. We kind of pushed it through to make the sound of God's will. We kind of pushed it through like that sound. Now, how does Hashem look at that? How does Hashem look at that? We didn't, we didn't really uh, do the greatest job. We didn't really do the greatest job. <laughs> the Shepherd says, Shabur Masechim. There's two ways to understand it. It could mean, do better. But it can also mean, make what you did look better. Hashem says, look, I'm going to make what you did look better. He didn't do it. Such You didn't do the greatest Misa Mitzvah. He didn't. The way that you filled the commandment, you, you prayed, you kind of spaced out the whole time. When you learned, maybe you did it because you wanted people around you to think you're great. Okay, we didn't do things as Lishma, as the Shem Shemaim, for the sake of heaven. We didn't do it as much as we would have liked to. We, we sinned. We did wrong. Hashem says, I, I know you did wrong. I know even the things you did right wasn't so perfect. But I want to tell you something. If you blow the shifer, you can take the thing that you did, which wasn't so perfect, which wasn't so great, which made a little sound. Made that little sound, but we can amplify it and say, look, I'm going to focus on how great it is it was, really. I'm going to not look at the bad parts of it, Hashem says. I'm going to get off my my kisei tahadin. I'm going to move off of the judgment part of looking at the negative parts. And I'm going to move on to the kisei rachamim. I'm going to move on to the, to the throne of mercy, of compassion, and look at the good stuff. Yeah, it was the day that Adam Arishon sinned. Yes, it was the day that he was kicked out of the garden. But it was the day that Hashem brought into play the most amazing gift which ever existed. It's called Rachamim, it's called compassion. 
you deserve to die today, Hashem says. But I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna look at your sin. I'm gonna say, look, I'm gonna give you another chance to make it right, to fix the problems that you create. I'm gonna give you a thousand years. I'm gonna change I'm gonna reinterpret what I said. I said you're gonna die today. Not today, today. We're gonna it's gonna be a thousand years, a day a day of mine. We're gonna reinterpret what happened. The Shoifer is about asking Hashem to reinterpret. And it sounds like very, you know, it sounds like very weak, because it's like, well, I didn't really do so good. But, but this is how Hashem does things. Hashem chose this day, because this was the day that He reinterpreted what happened, and how to, how can we, how can we move forward with our lives, and we've done so much wrong. How can Adam Arishan move forward when the only mitzvah that he had to keep, the one thing which was just don't eat from that tree, everything else you can eat from, how do we move forward now that the one thing that he had to do, he didn't do? There's only one way to move forward. Give him, give him another chance. Let him do tshuva. Reinterpret. So Shem says, look, that's what I did then. You can invoke, you can awaken my desire to reinterpret to have rachamim, to have compassion. All you need to do is blow the shofar, because the shofar, the shofar takes the little pressured, forced, forced sound and amplifies that good. That's what a shofar is. It's shapur maasechim. It makes it beautiful. And I will add, it gives us the opportunity. It gives us, through his rachamim, through his compassion, we now have a chance to change. It doesn't mean we ignore all the wrong that we've done. It doesn't mean that Adam Arishan didn't realize that he sinned. But he said, look, let's take an honest look at ourselves. And let's try to be better. Hashem says, I'm going to look. I'm going to look at you in a good light. Now you look at yourselves in a good light and make that much bigger make the light that you have make it stronger don't just come into Rosh Hashanah and Kippur with all of your sins make yourself a list of all of your good things that you did this year and make them stronger Shapru Maseichem make more make more of those good deeds make them more beautiful amplify your good deeds and I was thinking how from the first of the month until the 15th of the month of Tishrei, on the first of the month, the difference between Tishrei and Nisan is on the first of the month we are already thinking about our relationship with Hashem and how it's limited and, and not as great as we want. But by the 15th already we've expanded. It's like the month itself is a shaifar. It starts small, blowing a shaifar, trying to do Hashem's will, noticing the good, trying to expand it. And by the 15th of the month, by, by the time we get to Sukkot, we're already... We're already all into our relationship with Hashem. We're sitting in the sukkah. We're surrounded. It's, it's expanded. Why? Because we know that Hashem gave us another chance. We know that Hashem looked at our good side. We know that Hashem focused on His rachamim, His compassion. It's not a coincidence that it's the same day that Adam sinned. It's the same day that he was forgiven. And that's the day that Hashem wants us to, to think about these things because we need to recognize that. We need to look at that. 
that good. We need to, just like Hashem shows us that He is compassionate on us, we need to be compassionate on ourselves and expand our light. I want to bless you. I ask you to bless me, Hashem. should help us that we should be able to indeed take this to heart. We should be able to recognize that despite the fact that we did things, maybe not for the right reasons, but we did the good, and take that light and expand that light. Hashem should help us to do so. Hashem should help us to have a ksiva, a a wonderful new year full of service of Hashem, full of Hashem's light. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos and a wonderful Rosh Hashanah. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.